0: So I'm always honored to be able to speak to you all on Mother's Day, and at the same time, um, it is, feels like just a huge responsibility. Um, it's very heavy, and so I also wanted to say um, hello to our Facebook Live group. Is this the right camera? Okay, right here, right here, somewhere. Um, thank you for turning us on this morning and um, having us in your home for whatever reason you couldn't be here. Um, we're glad that you brought us and welcomed us into your home. So, thank you for that. I wanted to make sure I said hello. Um, but it is a heavy responsibility when you get up here. And sometimes when you have two services, you think, okay, well, at least I can correct some things. But this like one shot, you know? Like, I've got one shot to get it right. So, we'll just do the best we can. Um, so, today is Mother's Day. Um, so whenever I'm thinking about, you know, parents, I think about these phrases that are sort of typical, um, you, you know, these typical phrases that parents use. Um, let me just say a few and let's see if you can recognize them. Okay. When you pay the bills, you can do whatever you want. Yes. Okay. You've heard that one. Um, if your friends jumped off a bridge, would you jump to, yeah, okay. All right, what about this one? You're not going anywhere until your room is uh-huh, okay, and this is one of the best. my house, my rules. that's right. Oh you guys are so smart. I'm sure you've heard if there's a reason you've heard all of these before, right? okay. So before we really jump in, I just want to say um, a quick prayer and ask the Lord to just come in with us and help me. So Lord, I just thank you, Father, for this time together. I pray that our ears would be open, Lord, our eyes would be open, that you would show us things um, collectively together and individually that maybe we haven't seen before, that you would continue, um, Holy Spirit, to teach us and everything um, to show us who you are and how much you love us today, Lord, and we're just so grateful for your presence in this place. In the name of Jesus, amen. So out of these phrases, there is one more that, you know, I really thought as a kid, I thought, I am not going to say that. I just, it really bugged me because I'm like, you really, why would you say that if you, it just makes me feel like you don't have an explanation, okay? And so this is the whole, because I said so. Okay, have you heard that one? Because I said so. And so I wish I could say today, I've never said that. But unfortunately, I was talking to Ava about it. She's like, uh, you've said that a lot. And then I realized, yes, I have. And so um, it's when when you become a mom, and maybe you haven't, you know, maybe you're not a mom. Maybe you are a mentor and you've used this. Maybe it's on the job and you've had to use this. Because sometimes you realize you can't explain it very well. Um, Or maybe they're not quite at the age to understand what you're, the reasoning behind, why you say what you say, or there's not enough time in this moment. Or people are around, like, it might you know, upset them if I say it in front of them or you just never know and they're like why because I said so let's go you know like you just come on don't be trying that right now so you just I realize now why there are times when you just have to say because I said so now move you know whatever and so then um, I realized there are times when God asked me to do things that I don't understand And I often, because I'm a deep processor, I'm a deep thinker, I want an explanation. Like, I need to see the whole picture, you know, and I want to know, why do you need me to do that? Um, And there are times he's just like, because I said so, you know. And I I, I often kind of push back on that. And so not too long ago, I had um, the Lord start tugging at my heart about something in my life that I needed to adjust. And I just was like, why? It's not a big deal. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. One, because it's embarrassing. Okay, just be real about it. Um, And number two, because I don't want you to compare your thing with my thing because it may be completely different. And so sometimes when we tell our thing... We only think in that realm. So this is wide open. The Lord can speak to you about anything, okay? But for my thing, I did not want to adjust this at all. I knew it was going to be hard for me because I was comfortable in this way I was doing things. And so I sort of was just like, oh, thank you, Lord, for that suggestion. I think I'll um, pass I'll, I'll stay right here in my little comfort zone, and I'll let you know when I'm ready for that. So I just, I mean, I, I seriously ignored him. And so he kind of kept tugging at my heart, and just little things would, would happen, and I knew that he was, was sort of asking me, you know, to, to change something in my life. You know, there are times when I have um, unfortunately said with my children, because I said so, and then I turned out to be wrong um, just recently, Ava was wearing something to a, a party, and I was like, Look, Haggerty's don't dress like that to a party, you know? And she's like, Mom, we're playing outside, and I was like, I'm sorry, it's a party, you need to change. So sure enough, she gets there, Jody took her, she gets there, and they're like, Ava, what are you wearing? Go change. And so, of course, we got the, oh, told you so, look. And so there are times when I say, Because I said so, or I just say, Do this. And I'm wrong. And so I don't know if that's why, because we've experienced that, if we think, well, maybe God's wrong. But God's never wrong. When he says, because I said so, we can trust it. But sometimes in our human nature, we don't always trust it. So I earned some nice negative points that day um, with the wrong clothes. But here's what I kept saying to Lord as he was sort of would gently, in his graciousness, remind me. I'd say, well, I love you so much, Lord, but that's really hard. I love you, but that one, I don't, I just don't know. Like, I don't know if I can. I'm mean, like, I just don't know if I can. That's a hard one. I mean, it was really, really hard for me. Um so there's a couple of questions that I often ask myself when this kind of thing arises, and particularly in this situation. There were a couple of things that I really had to work through with the Lord, okay? And the first question is, why can't all boundaries be easily defined? You know, like, we have a manual. We have the Word of God. And so I wish, like, there was just, sometimes I wish, there were just these, like, yes, you can do this no, you cannot do this. You know, make it real easy. But there's a lot of things in life that just do not fall in those categories. There's a lot of things that aren't in the Bible. And you're like, okay, Lord, is this okay? Like, or, and then he starts tugging at your heart. And you're like, Lord, there is nothing in the Bible about that one. No, there is. I'm just, I've read all around it. I've looked, there's nothing about it, but yet he still keeps tugging at your heart. And I'm like, Lord, why, if, if this is what you want me to do, why is it not clear in his word? Why is it not clear in, in what you have written to me? And the answer that I just sort of kept getting is because I still speak. We have his word to learn who he is and how he does things, but he still speaks. He's not limited just to a book. He spoke to plenty of people in the Bible and he still speaks to us today. He doesn't want it to be just a manual that we open up and say, okay, I can, I can't, I can I can't, I can't, I can't. He wants it to be a relationship. And that's the same way with our children where, um, or our employees or, or whoever we're working with is we want them to kind of get in a rhythm with us. Like, okay, you know me, what, would, what do you think I would do? You know, what do you think I I would say about that situation? Um, For my kids, okay, so as a Haggerty, what do you think? What do you think we should do about this? I want them to learn the rhythm of the Haggerty family, not just because mom said so or because dad said so. And if you think back in the garden in Genesis, um, there's an interesting uh, scripture in chapter 3 and verse 8. It says, when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to man, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden. So I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. So I think about this scripture and I think about like, so when Jody comes home um, from work or... I can hear his truck like i don 't know if you've ever heard his truck it 's really loud, um, but I can hear his truck coming, and I think, Oh jody 's home. I can actually so when the the kids or, or Jody is walking down the hallway, I can usually tell if it's Jody or the kids um, if we 're in the store, Jody has a particular like little cough or or something that he does, and um, it, all the staff knows it i'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He does, <laughs> but it's very distinct. I mean, everybody coughs. I mean, I mean everybody coughs or, or does whatever they do. But I can, I can. Oh, there he is! And I'll like, okay, like I know him, and so I don't have to wonder who's coming down the hall or who. So I, feel, I kind of picture that with Adam and Eve, and, and think they heard him because they knew his rhythm. They knew what it sounded like for God to come walking along. The difference this time was that now, because of a choice they had made, they were now out of sync with this rhythm. They couldn't get on the same pace now. I think about um, when I worked, I worked for um, Dr. Morgan. Scott, that was up here. This is her dad. Um, Dr. Morgan, and he he was um, really good at training you, but he was tough. I mean, he was, he was tough and he, cause he wanted things right. He was very, what we did was very important. He was very thorough. He wanted it right. And um, so he was tough. And at first I was like dropping things. I was shaking. I was crying. I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I can't do this. But he never let up on me. And before I knew it, I knew his rhythm. I knew what he wanted next I knew what he needed. And I just sort of developed this rhythm. And later on, we talked about it. And the truth was, he was tough because he believed in me more than I believed in myself. So once I started to figure that out and started to get in the rhythm, I became more confident. And I was able to do more than I thought I could ever do. It's all about this rhythm with the Lord. It's not about just these rules and regulations. Yes, they're important. And yes, we should follow them. That is what helps us develop this rhythm. But on occasion, the Lord is going to say something that's not in the manual. And you're going to have to say, okay, does this follow the rhythm? Does this follow the rhythm? So God still speaks, and it's not just about his word it is because it helps us know him but it's also about his rhythm so this is real obedience it's not perfect how many have made mistakes when you're trying to find his rhythm Um, me like a bazillion times but this is real obedience when you start to learn the heart of the father even when he just says so it's hard It really is hard. Um, So that's question number one. I do want to read one more verse. I I was going to skip. I'm going to read this one more verse that goes with um, question number one, if I can. Romans 2 and verse 13. For merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. So that's the manual, right? It's obeying the law that makes us right in His sight. Even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know His law when they instinctively obey it. Even without having heard it, they demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts. For their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. And this is the message I proclaim, that the day is coming when God, through Christ Jesus, will judge everyone's secret life. So real obedience is all about the heart. Okay, so the manual helps us recognize the rhythm, but obedience is what helps us stay in sync with the rhythm. All right, so question number two. Why does God ask me to do hard things that he may not ask someone else to do? I'm always like, I try not to, but I mean, let's be real. We compare, right? Like God, you didn't ask them to do that. Like, they do that all the time. Why, why me? And we ask this question, why do I have to do this? Why? I mean, they don't have to. This is real questions, right? So, number one, so there's several points, uh, I think three maybe points to this question that I just kind of want to make. Number one, God really does know you best and has a unique plan just for you. There may be something you need to do that someone else may not need to do. But on the flip side, there may be something they have to do that you don't have to do. God has a unique plan for every single one of us. And so these are all scriptures that you know, but I just think that we need to be reminded very quickly about how unique we are and who he's made us to be and who he is, okay? So Psalms 32, verse 8. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Psalm 37, 3 and 4 Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Isn't that wonderful? Do you have any desires in your heart? God knows that and he wants to get you there. Isaiah 55, 8, 9. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. Nothing like your thoughts says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. He really is smarter than us, right? So Psalm 78. So Psalm 78, I'm going to read 72, but this whole chapter, if you read it, um, it's all about God's faithfulness and Israel's rebellion, and then it talks about David towards the end. But I love this last verse of this chapter. It says, he cared for them with a true heart and led them with skillful hands. Isn't that the one you want directing your path? The one that has the true heart for you and the one that has skillful hands? hands. So he is skillfully working things out for you. He is skillfully making sure you know the next step. Doesn't always make sense to us because we're not as skillful as he is. But he is and he's a wonderful God that loves you with a true heart. So number two. So number one is God really does know you best and he has a unique plan just for you. Number two He's training leaders to serve, and leaders are held to a higher standard. Many of you in here, if God is calling you to some harder things, teenagers, listen, if he's calling you to do some hard things, you're probably a leader. God is calling leaders out of you right now. You're never too young, okay? And it's okay, to do the hard things when no one else is doing them. It makes it harder. But those hard things are important. So as we become leaders, we often in our culture think we become leaders so that we can tell people what to do, so we can, you know, have this top-down leadership. That's not God's way. God's way is you become a leader so that you can serve. I'm not up here to tell you what I know today. I'm up here to serve you. My prayer has been, Lord, show me what they need. They probably need what you need. (laughs) You know, we all need a lot of the same things. And so we're here to serve as leaders. He's raising up leaders. Leaders serve. And for that purpose, we have a higher standard. And so in order to be a servant, you have to do some hard things. It's called dying to self. But in Mark chapter 10 and verse 32, I mean, 42, sorry, 42, it says, so Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant and whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone. For even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many In Luke 12, it says, But someone who does not know, even then does something wrong, will be punished only lightly. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. We have to understand that the more we learn about the Lord, the more we hear his rhythm, the more is expected of us. And you think, oh, but that's so heavy. But it's so wonderful. I don't know if you've ever experienced that rhythm with the Lord, even when it's hard. It's wonderful. There's nothing like it. I'm telling you, if you've never, if you feel like, I've just never been in that rhythm. Like, I've never, he is searching you out, and he wants you to hear the rhythm. He wants you to walk with him and listen and do that is his desire for you and so in acts 20 um it's talking to the elders of the church at ephesus and it says so guard yourselves and god's people feed and shepherd god's flock his church purchased with his own blood over which the holy spirit has appointed you as leaders so it's interesting i've read this verse so many times never really paid attention that it says yourselves first Oftentimes, we're trying to guard everyone else. And the Bible says, guard yourselves and God's people. If we don't guard ourselves first and follow his instruction, we won't be able to guard, help others guard themselves. We just won't. So that's number two. He's training leaders to serve, and leaders have a higher standard. That's just the way it is. Number three. This is the main one I want to talk about and finish up with. He desires that our hearts remain tender. He desires that our hearts remain tender. Proverbs 4 verse 23 says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. In Ezekiel 11, it tells us what God does. Okay, so when you are born again, this is, he, he does this for us says, and I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will take away their stony, stubborn heart and give them a tender, responsive heart. So they will obey my decrees and regulations. Then they will truly be my people and I will be their God. So we often wonder why non-Christians, um, people that don't fully know Jesus, like, why would they make that decision? Like, that's crazy. It's because they don't have a new heart yet. Their heart is stubborn and stony. But as Christians, we sometimes, if we, we start to hear the rhythm and we start to follow along, but then we decide, nah, that's too hard. Nah, hmm, that's a little bit hard. And that's when our hearts as Christians can start to get hard. The more we disobey and end up in rebellion, the harder our hearts get. And then we don't even realize that our heart isn't soft anymore. And we don't realize that we're not really hearing the Lord. We call it a desert space sometimes. Or, oh, I just can't hear the Lord. And we realize, well, it's because I'm totally ignoring him. And my heart has become hard. I've been there. And I'm like, Lord, I I didn't even, I I just, I I guess the busyness of life, I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. Like, I have to redirect. And he is so gracious every single time to just bring me back in, set those plans back up. And every time I obey, I notice my heart gets softer again and gets softer again so I will be honest with you, as the Lord was dealing with me in this, I was very rebellious. I was. And I um, you know, I just didn't want to deal with it. it was just one of those things. I didn't think it was a big deal. Um, and so one night, we were actually, I was out of town with my girls. And um, I'm asleep. And Piper's with me. The girls are in a different, a different room. The other, Ava and Julie Kate are in a different room. And Piper's with me. And she woke up. And... She's like kind of in a a frantic state, like looking through the sheets. And I'm like, baby, what's wrong? What's wrong? She's like, there's a spider. It's like, a spider? There's no spider. So now I'm like, what? A spider? Like I'm looking, I don't like spiders, you know. So I'm looking like there's no spider whatsoever. And I realized she had had a dream of a spider. There was a spider. Now, my kids dream a lot. And 92% of them mean absolutely nothing. But on occasion, a dream pops up, and it's like it's in my heart. The Lord's like, pay attention. Now, I don't know why I have my ideas of why Piper had the dream and not me. But either way, the Lord really got my attention. I don't want spiders. Here's something. Let me explain. Over time, the Lord had to explain to me that and there is actually scripture about this. Um, I didn't, it would take me a long time to explain, so I didn't, I didn't include that today. But um, a spider, what does a spider do? It weaves a web, little by little, connects dots. And then what does the web do? It waits. So that when you come along, you can get stuck to it. And now you're stuck. And I was stuck on this web in disobedience. And when we get stuck in this web, we're stuck in complacency in that area. We're stuck with no vision in that area. I was stuck. And I had allowed this spider to come in, and I was stuck in the web. And so, okay, Lord, you have my attention. I don't want. A spider in my life, now you may say that sounds crazy, but that 's the way the Lord speaks to me in weird ways because i 'm weird, i guess i don 't know, but he may speak to you completely differently, and that is okay, but I knew this was something that the lord was was um, sharing with me and so there 's a couple of um, stories real quickly that I want to tell you about. one of them is in first kings chapter eighteen, and this is about Elijah when There was a severe drought going on, and um, he had called Ahab, okay? And the Israelites were in this place. They were in this place where they knew who God was, but they were also serving Baal. And so they even, many of them had two altars in their home. And so Elijah is talking to Ahab. He said, call all the prophets of Baal and Asherah. It's like 850, I think. Call all of them up to Mount Carmel, and then um, bring all of the Israelites. So there's three different groups here. We've got Elijah, who is a prophet of God. We've got the prophets of Baal and Asherah over here, and then we have the Israelites. Okay, and this is what this is what um, Elijah says. Let's see. I'm gonna skip a little bit. Go to verse 20. It's 1 Kings 18 and verse 20. So Ahab summoned all the people of Israel and the prophets to Mount Carmel. Then Elijah stood in front of them and said, How much longer will you waver, hobbling between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, then follow him. But the people were completely silent. Now, if you haven't ever finished reading that story, I encourage you to do that because it's an awesome story. Um, but I, I kind of picture this as a modern day, and I've seen this, t- and I'm so sorry if you have this T-shirt. I'm sure you didn't think anything about it. This is just me, so give me a little grace here. But there's a T-shirt out there. Well, there's, it's, a lot of them say a lot of different things, right? But one of them just that I have noticed, I've seen it the most. It says, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. Now, I'm not up here trying to do a theological message about cussing, okay? Now, if you're taking the Lord's name in vain, stop. But if you, I'm not up here talking about cussing, okay? But what I'm saying is, it was almost like I could see myself with this T-shirt that says, I love Jesus, but I want to do my own thing. If I ever have a T-shirt on or a mentality on that says, I love Jesus, but... I'm not in a good place. I am not in a good place. And that is where these people were, hobbling between two opinions. And that's where I was, hobbling between two opinions. Now, you may say, okay, that's Old Testament. I get it. Um, let's look at the New Testament, okay? Now, just to so you know about this story, go back and read it. But Elijah, just because he made a good decision and he did the right thing does not mean your life gets easy. Okay, he ran after that because he was, you know, threatened for his life. He was hungry. He was lonely. Uh, He wanted to die. Okay, now that's not very encouraging. But I'm telling you, all through it, who was with him? The one with a true heart and a skillful hand. The whole way. So I encourage you to read that story. Um, Okay, so this is my last little bit of uh, scripture that I want to look at. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 15. And I'm going to read this from the message translation just because I like the way that it it really brings some of this out. I assume I'm addressing believers now who are mature. Draw your own conclusions. When we drink the cup of blessing, aren't we taking into ourselves the blood, the very life of Christ? And isn't it the same with the loaf of bread we break and eat? Don't we take into ourselves the body, the very life of Christ? Because there is one loaf. Our manyness becomes oneness. Christ doesn't become fragmented in us. Rather, we become unified in him. We don't reduce Christ to what we are. He raises us to what he is. That's basically what happened even in old Israel. Those who ate the sacrifices offered on God's altar entered into God's action at the altar. Do you see the difference? Sacrifices offered to idols are offered to nothing. For what's the idol but a nothing? Or worse than nothing, a minus, a demon, I don't want you to become part of something that reduces you to less than yourself. And you can't have it both ways, banqueting with the master one day and slumming with demons the next. Besides, the master won't put up with it. He wants us, all or nothing. Do you think you can get off with anything less? Looking at it one way, you could say anything goes because of God's immense generosity and grace. We don't have to dissect and scrutinize every action to see if it will pass muster. But the point is not to just get by. We want to live well. But our foremost efforts should be to help others live well. So I asked the Lord as I was reading this, Lord, I I realized what was happening, and I'm sorry. Um, But I I mean, I felt like the Lord was really speaking to me particularly, but I couldn't figure out why in this verse. And I was like, but I'm not sharing with, with, with demons. I mean, I got scary like I don't I'm not doing that and here's the thing that I that hit me as I was studying this is yeah I really was the things that we were sharing was called rebellion and disobedience and that's what he wants to share with us and when we hit in that place we get to a place where we're okay with it now we're partnering with demons that sounds awful. Certainly not what I want to do. But we all, every single one of us, at some point we just sort of find ourselves in this place and we say, ah, and the Lord is so gracious to get us right back over. He'll get our attention as many times as he can. He'll soften our hearts again and help us get back to that place. And so um, a few weeks ago, we went to a worship night in Atlanta, um, and I three the Lord. I, I always love going there because I I think because I go so expectant, I always hear something from the Lord. And so this this particular night, there were three things that people had told me, and but two of them is was sort of goes with today, and I want to share those two with you. So I'm I'm standing there, and and the the guy leading says. Okay, put your hand on someone next to you and pray. Well, so just so you guys know, I'm kind of introverted, which is weird that I'm up here, I know. But I'm introverted and um, I'm not very touchy-feely. Like, I'm not a huggy person. I'm sorry, I try. But I'm not a, I'm not just not a super huggy person, okay. So I'm standing there and this guy, of all things, my mom's looking, she's like, oh, what's Haley gonna do? (laughs) You know, (laughs) oh no. And so um, this guy, he just like, puts his arm like not just like you know this is what I do like oh let's pray for you let me move over okay let's pray like that's what I do okay like I'm sorry it's nothing against you it's just me and so um this guy though he's like oh let's pray what's your name you know I'm like Haley you know (laughs) it's Haley and so I'm like bracing myself but in that moment the Lord said you need to listen And so I began to listen, and this young man, he was probably in his mid-20s. I don't know. He said some things that there is no way he knew. Things that are in my heart that I had been dreaming about. I mean, specific things. And I was like, Lord, but I, like, just recently, I, I was not doing what you asked me to do. And so, just after that, he prayed. Then I had that thought, and then a friend of mine over here said, "I've got something for you." I said, "Okay, I'm open. What's up now?" You know, and um, she just very sweetly said, "Whatever it is that the enemy meant to destroy you, God's going to turn it around for your good." I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. But I realize I'm in this place. I can choose to go my way, and this, what's in my heart, is not gonna happen. Or I can go his way and let him take my past mistakes and use them for his good, right? So, yesterday, as I was finishing up the message, I was trying to tweak things, and I look up, and there's a spider. I'm not kidding. On the ceiling, like, it's just staring at me. And I'm looking at my computer. I'm looking at the spider. It's, like, not moving. I mean, literally, like, staring at me. And so I was like, oh, no. You know, this is not happening. So I get my chair, get my shoe, you know, I take care of the spider. Spider's gone. So, metaphorically and in, in real life, <laughs> he's gone. Um, but that is what the enemy wants you to wants you to think. He wants to just sort of sit there and say, remember me? Remember what I did? Remember that little failure you had? Remember? You can't do that because you failed. You totally failed. He wants to remind us of our failures, and we can get stuck in that little web. Or we can say, no, I've dealt with that. The Lord has grace for that, and I'm moving on. And we can take and say uh, that our past failures can now be used to better the future in front of us. Right? And so um, that is what the Lord has been telling me, showing me. And so I just wanted to share that with you today, hopefully to encourage you. Anything that is holding you back, it really has no power over you. Web's. Actually, we walk through them all the time. They're not as strong as we think they are. We just get a broom and wipe that thing out. Okay? So, but not just the web. We got to get the spider. Okay. So, um, today, I just, you know, as I'm talking about this rhythm that we have with the Lord, there might be people in here, and you're thinking, I don't have that rhythm, Like, I kind of know who he is and, you know, I know about him, but I don't know that I really have ever asked him to be the Lord of my life in a way that I can start hearing this rhythm with him. And so I just want everyone, if you'll just bow your heads for just a moment, I want to give the opportunity that if you feel like that's you and you desire that in your heart, you think, I want to be able to hear him. I want to walk with him. I want him to take me to this destiny that he has for my life. If that's you today, if you could just slip up your hand, if you could just say that you'd love to accept Jesus as your Lord today, if you could just lift up your hand for me. I I honestly can't see very well. Okay, I see your hand. I see you in the back. I see you. Anybody else? All right. Thank you so much for letting me see your hand. And I just want to ask the whole congregation to pray this together. Just repeat after me. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. I believe that you died on the cross for me. That you love me. And I want to ask you today to be the Lord of my life, to sit on the throne of my heart. I want to hear you. I want to follow you. And I thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Thank you.